Welcome to the Be Better Podcast with Lee Barrison. True stories from Bakersfield's business owners and entrepreneurs. Lee is a local real estate broker that sold over 1,700 houses in almost 18 years. He is a husband, father, owner, and lead coach of Infinity Real Estate Services. And now it's time for the Be Better Podcast. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for episode number three of the Be Better Podcast, guys. Um, I really appreciate everybody out there that's plugged into this podcast. And uh, for anybody out there that uh, likes this podcast, do me a favor and just, you know, write a quick review. Uh, Give us a five-star rating if you can, uh, if you like the podcast, because guys, we're trying to build an audience, a local audience, not a national audience, but a local audience in Bakersfield of uh, local business owners and entrepreneurs or people that are thinking about becoming a business owner or people that are thinking about becoming uh, an entrepreneur. This is the podcast I want you to listen to because we bring nothing but the local small business owners and people out there that are really trying to crush it in business. And so today I have a very, very special guest with me today, Mr. Justin Yim. Hello, hi everyone. My name is Justin Yim with uh, Lee and Infinity Real Estate Services. So Justin works as a real estate agent. He's our first agent that we've brought on because as you know, uh, agents are all independent contractors, so therefore uh, Justin is obviously a, his own business owner. You know, let's get started with the podcast. So, so okay. just, Justin, tell me, like, you know, where are you originally from? Well, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, yeah, I was born out there. So, okay, good. So yeah. you're you're born and uh, yeah, raised yeah. in LA, um, and. Uh, you, you tell us a little bit the, about the Watts riots. Well, okay, so it was the LA riots, 1992. Um, I was about two years old, and uh, you know that was when you know Los Angeles, Koreatown. Uh, there was a huge riot, a lot of business. You guys lived out. there, right? Yeah, we were living there. My dad owned a business out there, uh-huh. and you know, man, huge, huge riot happened, and my dad lost everything. And from that point, we had moved to Korea uh, for a couple years. And then thereafter, we moved to Guam. It's like a small little island off the uh, Pacific coast. And we lived there for a couple years. And then the year 2000, Y2K happened. And because I was a military base, my dad found that you know, it was uh, a good move to move back to Los Angeles. So we, we, made the, we made the move out back to LA. And then I grew up there for a little while. And yeah. Very, very yeah, cool. That was my childhood right So there. you've been around. A, a few bit. different places while young, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. Okay, good, man. And uh, uh, you then basically your mom and dad split at some point in your life, right? Right. When I was like 12, my dad decided he had enough of you know what was going on, so he he ended up leaving, uh, split, you know, and and left my mom with a huge credit card debt. What uh, Western Union? He had put a, a market under her name, and you know oh, just my. left her with the house payment, and she. You know, she resented my dad and, and myself because I reminded her of, of, of him. So we had a very complicated relationship um, that, you know, may or may not have attributed to some of the uh, uh, negative uh, things that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is, is from, the, from the age 12 to 16, um, you know, when I was about 16 years old, I had, you know, gotten into smoking weed and hanging out with the boys, mm. tagging, such as yourself. Yeah. I was out there on the streets, you yeah. know, grass. That's why we get long so You know, little, yeah, right? a little bit, right? You know, and, and I really got into that for a little while. But yeah. when I was 16, I remember 
having a huge, you know, bong session with the boys and, you know, smoking a big, uh, big load. And, and um, you know, I remember walking out to the alley and I got this phone call, right, from a 562 Long Beach area code. And boom, it's, it's my cousin, right? And my cousin calls me up and, you know, I hadn't seen him or talked to him in years, really. And he, he goes, uh, he goes, hey, man, I think you're old enough to know. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm just, you know, really, really high at the moment. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, and he's like, the mom that you're living with right now isn't your bro mom. And your little sister is your half sister. You got an older, you have a real mom and an older sister in Palmdale. And that's when everything connected. I was like, oh, that's why me and my mom that I'm living with right now, we have such an issue. I mean, we're talking right. about like, Every other day, we're getting into fist fights. You know, we're talking about ambulances being called. She didn't uh, care about you. Yeah, you weren't a real child. You know, she blamed yeah. my dad for everything. You yeah. know, and I was, I was the, I was the epitome of my dad. And you know that she just, yeah, it was just the craziest relationship be between her and me. Wow, bro, that's deep. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. And uh, you know that happened, and th and then that's when I moved out when I was like sixteen, and. You know, that's when I decided right then and there, you know what, everything happens for a reason. Either I'm going to keep going down this path where, you know, I'm getting arrested, high-speed pursuit, you know, <laughs> drugs being involved. I got arrested a few times yeah. for uh, 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 distribution of narcotics, uh, you know, selling a lot of ecstasy pills and so forth. Cause that was a thing back then. And, you know, I was just tired of it. I was tired of being that person, that kid, that type of uh, person in society. So yeah. I decided to man up and and get my act together. And that's when I got into sales. Yeah. Um, I remember- You've never had a real job. No, no like a, well, like when I was like 13, I, I sold ice cream um, at right. the Beverly Center. I mean, that was like the one nine to five job that I did have. Sure, how long did that last? Uh, a year, year okay. and a half. I was okay. young, you know, first job, so. Okay, good. And so and so, so at 16, you, you, you actually moved out. Yeah, I moved out uh, okay. to Hollywood. To Hollywood, uh, yeah. and then you got in the cells. Telecommunication cells. Okay. Um, I got into selling cell phones out of a kiosk um, at a mall. Which and makes some of the greatest real estate agents, It's crazy, way. man. It's the most nerve-wracking uh, situation because you're not really, you know, the cell phone company. You're, you're a third-party independent retailer providing that network service yeah. and selling their product at the same time. So. And you're doing it at a mall where you know most people don't go into the mall to buy cell phones. So you really have that split second to to grab their attention, to you know bring them to the kiosk and then sell them on your service and and either upgrade them or add a new line to their uh, to their account. So yeah. we did that for a while. You know, again, it was like I had no no experience in sales, but day after day, uh, getting used to the grind. You know, taking the nos, taking the l's, and sometimes the wins. You start to get better, you know. You start to you start to progress. Your you know your tonality gets better. You start to predict, you know, people's reaction, and based on their reaction, you can respond better. And you know that I got pretty good at it to a point where I remember I was about 18 and a half to 19. This guy who was suited and booted, you know, he looked, comes, looked like a million bucks. It looked like a million dollars and talked like he had a million dollars as well. He came into my booth and was like, "Hey." Um, you know, who's trying to buy a cell phone case off of me and, and I was sitting down and, you know, I had, I told him the price and he was trying to haggle with me. He's like, Hey, I could go to downtown LA and get it for, you know, a lot cheaper. 
And I remember telling him, well, you can go down there. That's, that's entirely up to you. But, you know, right here, right now, you know, I can give it to you for, you know, at this price with no tax. I mean, it's entirely up to you. And then, you know, we, we started engaging in a conversation. Like, you know, got into his account, noticed that he had three lines that he uses. And I was like, hey, you can remove these two lines. And then you still save a lot more money in the long run. And while I was doing that, you know, there was customers coming in and I was the only one working. So I'm on the phone with customer service, talking to him, and then closing deals right in front of him. Wow. And he was like, whoa. I, he saw a talent. Yeah, he saw, I mean, I don't know what it was that he saw, but he was yeah. like, man, I, you really need to join my company. Um, we need people that can multitask like you on a high level. He's like, I'm a traveling salesperson. Um, I sell jewelry. I work with accounts like Zell's, K's, uh, Jared's, and so on and so forth. He said, we're based out of New York. Um, they give you about $2 million worth of merchandise and you just have to go, you know, one month, two months, three months out of, you know, every, every, every quarter. And, you know, you're just traveling. They pay for your hotel. They pay for your gas, their airline fee. Um, they pay for commission and you had a daily uh, rate of $120. So they give you the whole package and it was, I mean, it was like a, you know, dream uh, that was presented to me, like the uh, golden ticket from Willy Wonka. <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 you know, I was like, man, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I remember getting connected to the, uh, the manager or the account holder in, in New York. And we had a phone interview and it was the uh, saddest interview I ever had. Um, I remember him telling me, you know, when you look, in, look at yourself in the mirror, you know, what do you see? What kind of flaws do you see? And me being 19, I was just like, I see no flaws. There's no, you know, there's nothing I can't do. And that's the wrong answer you could give because you're not humble, you're not, mm. you don't have humility. And he didn't want to hire me because I have no experience at all in jewelry. And the traveling, uh, the traveling business is tough. It's not easy. It's not for someone who who, who likes to be stable and who likes to be in a comfortable. But you don't have any kids. You're not married, so yeah, yeah. But I was like 19, right? You know, so I, for a month he started. He ignored my call. You know, I would call him like every other day, leave him a voicemail. Hey, what do I got to do next? Who do I got to go see? Who do you know? What interview process do I need to go through in order for me to get that job? And for a month, he completely ignored me. And finally, on that last day um, of the month, he finally answered. He's like, you know what, kid? I like your persistence. If you come out to New York, I'll give you a real interview. And if we hire you, we'll reimburse you for your ticket. Hmm. And I was like, all right, no problem. And a week later, I flew out there and um, got the interview. And I, you know, they liked, they liked everything about, you know, about myself. And they're like, all right, you're hired. Nice. And I stayed there for about a month, month and a half, uh, in the office, learning about gold, platinum, silver, gemstones, diamonds, different shapes, different sizes. How do you value jewelry? And then from that from that point on, I got to you know get on the road and and start selling jewelry. Wow, yeah. what a story! So so how many uh, how many states have you visited in the about, United States? Uh, about more or less 30, 35 states, all in the East Coast, Midwest, a lot of cities. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Once you go travel throughout America, you start to realize. You know what America really offers and what it really is. There's a lot more out there. Yeah, right? it's very different. It's like different. Yeah, yeah, each coast has their own culture and different ways that that they talk and different perspectives. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What a story about. Yeah. Well, listen, let's switch gears. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, okay, so well, you're 27. 27 now. Yeah. Okay, good. So it's 27. Uh, we. 
we, we, we were in jewelry sales for a while. Mm -hmm. um, when did you decide to get involved in real estate? Because I think you did loans prior to, if I'm not mistaken, correct? So, so what happened was when I came back from jewelry, I decided um, to go into a corp corporate, uh, okay. a Verizon Corporation. And then that's when I, you know, that's when I stayed there for about a year and a half and, and I was just selling cell phones and I made about 80,000 that first year. Mm -hmm. Got into Winter Circle, had a full access to climb the ladder through the corporate uh, structure. But that's when I realized, I was like, hey, you know what, if I could do this, working here mm. and making this much amount of money and I'm just not, even, I'm not I wasn't even really even trying. Like what if I were to divert my attention to my own business and energy yeah. and yeah and, and invest my own energy into myself yeah, and, yeah. and see what I could come up with. So that's when, yeah, that's when I decided to just quit my job and get into mortgages without even having my license. Mm. And I did that for about a year, year and a half, trying to get my license. I couldn't pass the NMLS test. Okay. Uh, kept, you know, I just couldn't pass for whatever reason. And then on my fifth try, that's when um, I met Luis Rodriguez from Intero, and then that's how I got. And then he, then he brought you into the real estate world. Exactly. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah and so real quick, guys, I, I, want, I want to stop there for a minute yeah. because I've known Jess for almost so going eight, on eight, nine months now. Nine months. Yeah. And uh, what I do know, I know one thing about this guy that, I, that I'm 100% I'm sure about is that this guy does not freaking give up. I mean, he uh, is extremely perseverant. And I mean, I tell you what, you could beat this guy like a circus monkey and he's just gonna get up and keep on punching That's back. Right. That's right. Um, because I mean, let's let's keep moving forward now. Okay, yeah. so so basically, uh, you met Lewis at Intero, how many months at Intero? About six months, seven months. Okay, yeah. so you worked in Intero um, uh, for, uh, with, with Lewis, who's a really good guy, by the way. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, just things weren't. Work. It wasn't. I don't know. For whatever reason, um, I just I wasn't finding success. Um, you know, during that time too, I was I was coming off of, you know, uh, my addiction to cocaine, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I remember this was like 2016 or 17. I forget. But um, I, you know, for years I was just battling that addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, I just couldn't stop. I couldn't uh, get that itch out of my out of my life i don't know what it was yeah I just it just consumed me and, and by the way you were sleeping in your car well i had to right? do that right i had to decide right then and there you know either i'm gonna die getting high or you know what i need i need something to just come punch me in my face and wake me up yeah and that's when i decided you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna drop everything i have and go into my car and sleep there and then still pursue um, doing sales, doing sales, whether it was in mortgages or, or real estate. I just knew I couldn't go back to that nine to five. And I knew that if I didn't make any sudden changes, it wasn't going to push me to, to move forward. How many months did you sleep in your car? It was about three months, three months straight. Um, yeah, I would, I tinted the windows, um, the front windows, yeah, on the front and back. I yeah. still completely black. All right. Uh -huh. Um, tinted that. And then I would just park next to you know, Santa Monica Pier, or, you know, I'll go to the mountains and just, you know, sleep under the moon. Um, <laughs> I would travel a lot and go to the Mojave Desert and just really find myself. Um, and, and, you know, ha you know, it was just, I think it's one, it was one, the happiest moment that I had uh, in a very long time. Very just humbling too. Very humbling. Yeah. Very humbling. Um, it reminds you of who you really are and what you need to do on this earth.
Yeah. Um, you really center yourself, and that's how I kind of got over it. And then, um, and and then coming off of that and going into real estate, you know, I lost my confidence completely. Um, you know, just waking up to reality, I couldn't, you know, couldn't adjust. It took me, it took me a year and a half of being sober to really just get back to normal in a sense. You like know? mentally, just yeah. Everything, physically, yeah, too, everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was insane. I, I couldn't be myself for the longest time. So. Um, how did you get through that? Like, how did you? I mean, I have no idea. Was uh, it just it, time, time, working out, staying positive, and staying on. Uh, you know, I don't know. Just having that faith, mm -hmm. um, having that full dedication to what you're going to do in your future. It's not about what's happening now. It's about what's gonna what's gonna occur in your future. As long as you get through this hurdle, whatever it is, you know. And I always, I always, I always knew that you, you, if you're not moving on to the next chapter of your life because you haven't learned the lesson mm. that you're currently in. Mm. You haven't learned it, that's why you're not able to move forward. That's, you don't have the keys to unlock the next mystery. And um, that's, you know, that's when I finally, I guess in a way I finally had enough of that and that's where I met you. Um, yeah, so, so I got a call out of the blue from you. Yeah. I was sitting on my couch in the office and, <laughs> and then you, you introduced yourself to me and uh, and you, when, when was that? Was this, that was, this was like right before New Year's. I remember this It was like clearly. December yeah. or something? It was late December. That's yeah. when I was like, man, New Year's is coming up. It's right around the corner. Yeah. I can't keep doing this. Because at that point, um, I was, you know, I would wake up at five o'clock. I would go work out, you know, get to the office by seven and then work till five o'clock. And then after five, I would drive all the way to Beverly Hills and, and start Postmates. It's like uh, Uber Eats over here, right? Okay, okay. And I would just deliver food all yeah. around Beverly Hills until like 11 o'clock. And then go and, back to the office in the morning. Yeah, and then I did that for about four months, trying to just stay alive, and I was like, man, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I was like, I can't, you know? Yeah. And, and that's when I was like, you know what, let me, I remember watching a podcast with Colton Lindsay, and I was like, man, this is the guy that I need to work on, and this is, this is him, like, you know, I've had a lot of people in my life, um, a lot of role models and mentors in my life that, that really got me over uh, to the next stage in life and and I, and you you resemble that and mm -hmm. that's why I was like man I gotta just focus on this guy that's and cool, man. and then I gave you a call and you said all the right things on the phone too you know you said everything I needed to hear yes. and that's why I was like all right cool I'm um I'm ready to go and then and then see I, and that's crazy man I mean I mean uh, you, you you've never been to Bakersfield no right your sister never, lives here my sister does but I would have never made the move if it wasn't for you. Yeah. yeah and, well, I tell you what, uh, I didn't think he was going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, for sure. I was like, I think this guy's just out of his mind. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah right. So then sure enough, on January 3rd, yeah. he shows up yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> it's Justin. Yep. Hey, how are you? Right. So then he came in. Um, and so, so tell me this, um, you know, you, you know, you've kind of gotten your feet on the ground now. Yeah. I've noticed that. I mean, like, like you're, a lot you're, better. you're working out, your, your workout ethic yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, you work out, I've seen the videos that you shoot, yeah. you run with us in the morning, yeah. you, um, you, you're usually the first one here. Yeah. You're usually the last one to leave. Of course. You're, um, I think, you know, just from January 3rd till today, which is, uh, what's, uh, September 3rd or wow, yeah. 4th, right? 
nine months, eight months completely. Yeah, so it's been eight months total, and and so or nine months total, and so I. But I've seen you change. Yeah. Do you feel that you changed since you've come over here? Absolutely. I don't know what it was. I mean, I'm not doing anything different. Yeah. But I think once you're in the right environment, uh, under the right leadership, things just click. Mm. You know, the machine starts working. Yeah. And I definitely have learned a lot more than than who I was last year mm-hmm. with uh, back in LA. Mm-hmm. I know the whole process of how to get, starting from having no customers, no clients. I mean, I was brand new to Bakersfield. You didn't even know how to, like, I, you, you're like, okay. How do I get to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like in the hood showing properties <laughs> and he was like, yeah. this is pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. Right? And, and yeah, you're like, reminds me of home. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you were like, you know, I mean, imagine that guys, this is perseverance. This is blind faith. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. I mean, this guy literally, Packed his bags, came to Bakersfield, and didn't even know which way was north or south or whatever, right? He just assumed that he was going to come here and make it happen, and he literally did. But yet, it was out of blind faith. I mean, it did. In the beginning, I had like show him a map of Bakersfield, Mm -hmm. and these are the sections of (laughs) Bakersfield. This is the bad section. Right, right. This is the good section. This is where all the uh, homes are being sold. This is where the homes aren't being sold, so on and so forth. Right. And uh, and so, but you adapted, and you adapted quickly. Yes. And uh, and and I've seen a a, a a dramatic change in in everything that you do. You know, yeah. from your your uh, the the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you you, you know everything. You know, uh, your, your tonality, your mm-hmm. body language. I can see the confidence in you. Yeah. You know, because I I did see an unconfident Justin when he showed up on January third. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. and uh, and so so tell me, like you know, since you've been with Infinity for almost a year now. Yeah. Or going on a year. Yeah. Like, what has been your experience so far? You know. I mean, it's, it's been. Fantastic. It's not the company. It's you, though. You know, you, you have the you, you're the True. one that put the the action into place. Right. It all starts with yourself, right? That's why I do work out, and that's mm-hmm. why you know I do wake up early in the morning because I feel like those are minimum requirements. Yeah. If you can't even accomplish that how are you gonna be successful in the external world Mm. um because it all starts with yourself but um however you know going from a a brokerage that didn't provide the training or Mm -hmm. didn't have necessarily the broker in place to answer those questions that you might have and starting starting new you have a lot of questions and a lot of variables that come into play and if you don't have the responses or the answers to those problems and no one to no one to help you answer those problems, then you can't. It, it really puts you in a bad position and makes you look bad too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you being here present and being able to answer those questions and to provide that structure and that example, I think I think that was huge. To be for you to be here and to lead and, and to take charge and to provide uh, um, that that example for others that they can do what you've done. I think that holds a lot of weight and that really gave me the, the motivation to, to persevere even harder mm. and to accomplish whatever it is I need to do because I knew I was in the right place. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. So so you've been here for uh, nine months now and why don't you tell everybody out there like what, what your production's been like mm-hmm. in a brand new town, not yeah. knowing anybody, yeah. so on and so forth. Well, in about nine months, I was able to close 12 deals. I have about three listings and I have active buyers and sellers that I'm working on about four to five. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. 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 Okay, so so let's, let's let's switch gears here for a minute, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of um, struggling entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. There's a lot of struggling 
real estate agents out there mm-hmm. that might be listening to this podcast. What would be some sound advice that you can give them in order to, I mean, just based off your story, based off your perseverance, you know, what would be some sound advice that you can give to them to where they might get like a, you know, an aha out of this conversation? I would say, um, depending on what you're doing, uh, depending on what kind of business you're in, um, truly go inside yourself and, and figure out what you're willing to give up. Uh, willing to sacrifice and and grind like there's no other there's no other reason there's no other option to just you know battle through whatever it is you need to get through and you know what if don't be afraid to fail um, welcome it if anything mm-hmm. you know welcome the stress the stress just trouble the you know everything that's coming into play just get it done now so that you can reap the rewards later um, and find yourself a mentor Find somebody mm. that you can really, uh, you know, that you can put your life, you know, uh, you can give your life to and, and, and you know you can trust that person. Because if you don't have that mentor and you're trying to learn by yourself and make all these mistakes, I mean, you're just, you're just kind of, you know, walking into the jungle blindly mm. uh, with, no, with no ammunition, with no weapons. So let's talk about that for a minute because yesterday um, on a podcast, the men- a mentor was brought up. Yeah. That was the last thing that, that was said was... You got to get yourself a mentor. I have I have mentors too. Yeah, and they're, they're extremely important. Mm-hmm. What's important about having that mentor in your life? They they have a deeper insight on w- what you're doing and what what you're like what stage um, of of your business you're in, and they're able to get you out of that stage by providing the experience and wisdom um, that you know it, it might take you a month to a year or years to learn that mistake. But when you have a mentor, they can guide you out of that mm. and get you into the next phase, um, and you don't have to spend all that time making those mistakes. So it kind of expedites the the process, the process yeah. a little bit. And, and a mentor is somebody out there that you shall obviously trust, right? Yeah. And somebody who um, maybe has already done or made those mistakes for you. Exactly. Right. So that way you can learn from them. And but also he mentioned failure, guys, and and that's something that we condone. And I condone because I, I tell you what, I have always been about trial and error. I've never looked, you know, I've, reading something in a book has never been applicable, applicable in my business, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, my my failures are actually something that I, I embrace, something that, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, whether it be the bad or the good failures, you know, it doesn't matter. But it happened. I survived. Exactly. I can live another day, and I'm not going to do that again. Right. You know what I mean? Um, good, man. So, so let's just wrap this one up, okay? So, any last words out there? I mean, uh, you know, if you were to talk to, say, there was an agent. Say you were talking to yourself right now, and a, from a year ago. Yeah. What would you tell yourself? Um. Hurry up and join Infinity, <laughs> and 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 just you know what, find yourself a mentor and just mm-hmm. stick to it and listen to the wisdom that you're gonna get and and don't don't create doubt, you know, don't don't yeah, just don't doubt yourself and and just know that as long as it makes sense here, it makes it makes sense here. If you can just find unity and complete it, you you'll be fine. Just find happiness within yourself. So so find happiness in your soul first. Yeah, and then the mind will follow, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, good. All right, guys. Well, that's a wrap. Um, 
you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, Be Better podcast with Justin Yim. Uh, do me a favor, Justin, since you work here, why don't you at least tell everybody how to get a hold of you in case somebody that's looking for a local real estate agent that might yeah. want to, uh, you know. Yeah, so my phone number is 661-544-9404. Um, also, my email is realtor.yim at gmail.com. Okay, very good. Justin, cool. thank you so much, dude. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Bye, guys.